around 250 when the masses will go into more of a collective vibration of true unity consciousness on earth because earth will have shifted earth will be more in the um, unified field hologram and much less in the dual natured world because we are in my reality mm. we are doing a triple level ascension game right now so I'm an ascensionist who happened to just discover that if you hit a right frequency, you lose your human hunger and who happened to volunteer to talk more about that in this paradigm, in this life, in this time, but to do it from a futuristic science point of view. So in other words, if you spend your time in a certain way, the essence nature within you will rise and dominate your bio system and you will be free of every human hunger. And if you could imagine what a world looks like when there's no human hunger. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow, I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always beautiful to be with you again. And as I always say at the beginning of most shows, Please hit that subscribe button and uh, give us a like if you're, um, oh, it's 1010 here in Sydney. If you're enjoying the shows and share the shows with your friends and let me know what you think. We had a great conversation on the last show. There's lots of uh, comments. I love hearing your comments. Well, I have the delicious and divine Jasmine with me today. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Oh, thank you, Karen. It's so delightful to be here. Oh, it's beautiful to be with you as well. Um, the gorgeous... Beverly Holt told me about you, who I had on the show oh, a few months ago, talking about her journey living in Europe and being of service. And, and mm. she said, oh, you've got to speak to Jasmine. She's amazing. And uh, reading your bio and looking at looking you, you know, at what the work that you've done over the years, you are amazing. <laughs> so we're going to find out just how amazing you are. Let me read people your bio. Living on light and the Breatharian Agenda. I have just got that off your website and I thought, oh, that's a beautiful title. Jasmine has been a meditator since 1974. In her work, she has specialised in deep inner plane journeys using the alchemical meditative process to allow people to merge even deeper with their own enlightened nature. She's an ambassador of peace for the Embassy of Peace, who has traveled since 1974, achieving many positive things around the world with her work, with tribal cultures in Colombia, the Amazon and the slums in Brazil. Jazz, as she likes to be known as, has worked with various levels of government, including presenting at the UN in Vienna in 2013. She has been instrumental in helping to educate millions into a better global resource usage uh, via developing a strong connection with the divine resource within. Since 1993, Jazz has been personally nourished by prana, living without the need to take in physical food. In her tours each year, she shares updates into her research on this, providing deeper connections and insights into the essence ocean 
and the pure love channel that feeds us all. She discusses spontaneous healings and shares insights on our current evolutionary status on earth according to the divine feminine and the light beings she works with. Jasmine has also blended with her future life as a commander with the Intergalactic Federation of Worlds and is trained in interdimensional energy field science. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you've got a few websites you've got jasmaheen.com selfempowermentacademy.com.au and embassyofpeace.net you've got a yes. few things going on darling one where do we yes. start shall we start <laughs> when did you when did you have a spiritual awakening journey or was was it a slow coming to remember who you are what was the journey for you you know, if I'm really, really succinct and honest, I feel like I arrived on this planet like an alien and just went, whoa, <laughs> what am I doing here? I, you know, I came in with joy. I remember choosing to come in. I remember the almost like the energy party we had where I was surrounded by just beings of the purest love and that frequency of dissension of coming in really stayed with me, this feeling of camaraderie, of unity, of oneness, of harmony, of true friendship, of unconditional love. And then when you actually arrive on the planet through the normal birthing process, and, and even though I chose wonderful parents and a gorgeous, you know, interesting environment, it wasn't the same. <laughs> it was just people weren't operating in this camaraderie and harmony and unity consciousness and unconditional love that I'd been hanging out in and that felt like my natural frequency. So I began looking a lot at the world very young because I was born with freedom fighter family who'd come out of the Second World War. And I just thought, why is it vibing like this? What's going on here? And, you know, my mother giving me specific food that was good in Europe and telling me to be really grateful because they'd come out of concentration camps with no food. And for me, it was like, oh, but it's not the right frequency for me. It didn't feel right, but not understanding any of it. And then being told, be grateful. There are starving children in the world. And I go, why are there starving children? And so I became very socially conscious, very young and went into prayer and, and just a simple, naive heart going, why? Why is it vibing like this? What, what's this about? Surely there's an energy that can take away all the hunger in the world. Because to me, it looked like our world was really, really hungry and looking in, you know, in external levels and not really finding true nourishment. And that really set me on a much bigger path that I didn't realize I'd been born to search and to experience and demonstrate answers for in my own unique way. So. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Well, I see that you have probably not, because you've been teaching for a long time, but you probably haven't been out there talking about you being on the 
galactic federation of worlds you know you've introduced the more galactic aspect of yourself mm. have you introduced that really it's a question have you introduced that more recently with your work i think you know many of us have learned to be careful who we share what with and when because when we look at linear time history the unique ones the unusual ones often have a history of persecution like being burnt at the stake being crucified all sorts of things and also in this world i learned very very young to be careful like i remember being 11 and wanting to talk about extraterrestrial existence and the meaning of life and so much more and my friends sort of friends would say oh you'd be so much more interesting if you didn't talk about that why can't you talk about sport or boys or you know clothing or whatever and i was always out there so you learn to be very circumspect and we've had many gatherings since the early 90s where all of this would come through when the frequency was right when the field was right and um you know so and my the people i work with you know and and the light beings i work with they would bring it in when that was happening when people were in their hearts and not in their minds when people were receptive to the energy because it is a time of heart centered consciousness and it's not about curiosity is there ets are they not ets does this whatever it's like yes 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 and when you really are in that heart space everything's revealed absolutely i've noticed though over the last few years that people are much more receptive to it because we've had this mass awakening of the yes. what is called the star seeds on our planet so the volunteers mm -hmm. that have come here from other dimensions that have sort of hung out in other worlds and other experiences to be of service to the shift so the conversation about the our galactic family and brothers and sisters is really ramping up <laughs> we had a fabulous conversation streaming online yesterday with the wish alliance which stands for walk-ins indigos star seeds hybrids so these are all the sort of aspects that people are identifying with as as a walk-in you know a conscious an aspect of their soul is walked in after they've had yeah. a human existence um do you want to share some of your galactic lineage i'd love to know <laughs> to me it's about patterns of energy and because i descended um to bring in the futuristic science of source feeding okay that that was my assignment so i could say yes i am a commander with the intergalactic federation of worlds council i've been trained in the arcturian system with the higher light science and we came in to take an ancient tradition that 6000 years old in qigong and 4000 years old in india of being able to hit a frequency spectrum where you lose your hungers and people get fascinated on the physical hunger reality they think oh we're not eating anything but we're eating all the time we've just <clears throat> dropped into you could say relax back into another vibrational pattern that when it gets strong enough that pattern itself the frequency activates clairvoyance clairaudience clairsentience 
many things that are part of the magnificence of the human design. Like my connections with the light beings, we know that we are genetically seeded by around 22 different um, ET lines of the best of the best of the multiverses to make a magnificent system that is capable of doing so much. But yeah. we get stuck in the beta brainwave frequency and we get right. stuck in the duality hologram and we think it, it, that's all there is because actually it's very, very mesmerizing. <clears throat> it can mesmerize us for lifetimes and lifetimes, but then you flip your brain into the alpha frequency and you start to experience a bit of grace and magic. You flip through lifestyle into the theta brainwave pattern and the physiology of the body changes. And, and you start to fertilize or activate um, zones, you could say, or levels within your light body that allow you to experience more of your multidimensional nature, which is actually a very free being. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that theta frequency, when you're in that multidimensional nature, you realize that who you are on earth is one little drop of the vast consciousness that you really are. And right now I exist in the Arcturian system right now as a future self, but still here in simultaneous time, I'm on my starship, you know, I have my own starship. Um, I'm playing out, hanging out with all sorts of amazing beings, including the Lords of Peace in the Venus section where we have multi-dimensional high frequency Venus. We have a lot of meetings for um, what we call the, um, Lords of Peace. And a lot of these beings, the Lords of Peace and the Intergalactic Federation and the Arcturians and many beings that are deep in unity consciousness, because there's a lot of beings all over, some who are still in the duality zone, but they're technologically advanced, so they have their solid craft. Mm -hmm. But then you have beings who don't need craft at all because mm -hmm. their craft is their body of light. So they have the ability to phase in and phase out of any dimension at will just because of the vibrational, the vibration that's dominant in their system, which is pure love and pure love transcends everything. And that's what I came to understand with being nourished by prana. When you are saturated enough with pure essence, nature, energy, which is pure love, pure wisdom and then power you actually lose all your human nuggets. You're just human physically human. fed. You're emotionally fed. You're mentally fed. You're esoterically, spiritually fed because you're opening to an energy flow that's always there, that's always pulsing through us, but it can be weak or it can be really strong. And when it's really strong, it's like, oh, wow that's who i am i'm not bound by linear time past present and future coexist around me parallel worlds exist around me i am this vast multi-dimensional construct now what aspect of that do i in the full now moment awareness want to enjoy mm. beautiful we lose all our hungers i'm thinking we you know humans have many hungers not just food 
you know, we hunger for recognition and we hunger for acceptance and we hunger for people to appreciate us. You know, there's, there's many yeah. hungers. Uh, yeah, there's many hungers. So the breatharian, the breatharian journey, I've actually not had a breatharian on the show, I think, in all the years I've been doing this, except for one European girl who reached out to me a few years ago, but her accent was so thick that it was actually hard to understand her. So we didn't, we didn't get it together, but I'd love to explore the breatharian journey because I know that many people in the mainstream collective consciousness debunk it. Oh, that's impossible. Oh, people are lying. Oh, that's impossible. Scientists and doctors come out and they say, no, 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 this is impossible. This is how the structure works. But, of course, science, um, the, the mainstream science, doesn't introduce that divine journey or the consciousness journey or the energy journey you know they're looking at molecules instead of atoms i suspect when yes. did when did you when did when did it start for you when did you decide that this is what you wanted to be display i i didn't it was a shock you know because when when my body shifted naturally into this, I was just interested in the ascension journey. You know, that's all I was interested in, this up-leveling that we had begun to go into after the harmonic convergence in 1987, you know, where millions of people got together and they took advantage of that energy time to meditate and just ask for an up-leveling of our world so that the political, economic, um, health structures, social structures, educational systems, all of it could up-level so that it operated for the highest good of all. And that was a huge prayer that many have recognized and focused on. It's like, come on, let's, let's lift it up. Let, come on, we can do better. <laughs> because you do have this beta frequency brainwave pattern that is a hologram where everything you just said is so true. It's impossible to be nourished in this way when your dominant frequency is left brain, patriarchal, duality-based beta brainwave frequency that, that doesn't even recognize the divine feminine, that doesn't even recognize that the core frequency we can all access that really feeds us and will heal us is unconditional love. In the other realms, in the other frequency zones, the food there is just unconditional love. There's no judgment. It's like, ooh, how are you going in your life on earth? It's like, it's really hard being human. <laughs> and then there's a lot of laughter. And yeah, well, you knew that going in. It's like, yeah, but I didn't realize it would be this difficult because the dominant frequency of the masses is not vibing in unconditional love it's it's vibing in fear or it's vibing in that's impossible and it's like yes that is impossible if you're in this mindset and if you're in this frequency but if you can do what people have been doing for thousands and thousands of years and that is just let it go 
just let it all go. Just drop back in, relax back into another part of you that is infinite love and infinite peace and infinite awareness. And in that love and in that peace is all the guidance, all the answers to your questions, all the power, all the, oh, now I'm home. Ah, and it's there. It's like washing through us this essence ocean. And it just calls us out of the beta brainwave frequency hologram, no matter what we achieve. You know, like you can achieve the best partner, you can achieve all the money, you can achieve all the status, you can achieve all of that. And even then, there's this little voice that goes, there's more. And that more is ready, but you have to be ready. Like, what about the people who say, huh, this person has been on the global stage sharing about this, that there is a different vibration we can tap into that will take away all our hungers, and that's not breatharianism. Breatharian is a name Wiley Brooks gave to his experience in 1970, and I think it's very misleading. It makes people think we're just breathing and getting nourished. No, we have chosen to spend the time to recalibrate our physical, emotional, mental, and esoteric etheric system to drop into another frequency zone where every single hunger we have is nourished by something so pure and perfect that we just get stronger and you, it's nourishment like you could never, ever, ever imagine. And sometimes people go, yay, that's fabulous. And now, yeah, I'm going to have a cup of coffee with my friends or I might have an apple because why not? All our nourishment is coming from something else. It's a journey of love. It's not a journey of denial. It's a journey of opening up to another part of ourselves that's always been there when we're ready, but we've got to be, we've got to come to a point where it's like, yep, what else? I've yeah. done the duality game and I'm not judging it because duality is brilliant for what it can offer. But many of you have been here lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. You look in linear time and you can see your energetic trail behind you and all the different suits that you've worn as male or female and all the different roles you've fulfilled. And every single one has given you virtues and every single one has given you wisdom and every single one has led you to a point where you've gone, okay, what else? What else? Who am I really? Am I a multidimensional construct? Am I starborn? Am I... Um, well, I think all, all the, it's funny because all the work that's been done on human DNA and then all the work that's been done on the DNA of the bodies of beings who've crash landed on earth as our ET friends, we find we have ET DNA. So we've all descended from the stars. So here we are pretending to be little humans confused on earth because we're so deep in the duality construct when in truth, if we can just let it go, come back to the moment, come back into a heart that says, show me the truth of who I really am. 
revealed to me the magnificence of this human design. Let me experience my pure nature. Let me see the divinity in all sentient life around me. I am ready to up level. I am ready for full revelation. Allow me to experience this. Mm, with beautiful. joy and ease and grace in the perfect way and the perfect time for me. Allow me to walk through this world transmitting an energy that is nourishing for all sentient life. Allow me to fulfill what I was born to do this life with joy, with ease with grace, in harmony with all. This is my prayer. And it's like, oh, it's just, and then if you like this, you just say, yes, 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 lock it in, make it my experiential truth. Yes, 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 make this my truth. So then it's like everything celebrates around you. It's like all our light being friends go, Yes, there's another one who's awake. Yes, there's another one who wants to disengage from the dual-natured hologram and is ready to up-level, to match into the unified realms where we are. Because we have to up-level, up-level. And up-leveling is just shifting the frequency a little. It's yeah. an upgrade. It's an upgrade. I just hope that people rewind <laughs> and listen <laughs> to what you just said. Uh, just that mantra that you gave us, like listen and repeat that over and over and over again. And it ceases to become a prayer, which is a wanting, which is a desire, and just becomes a, this is, is. It's is. a code. It's, an it's a code because, yeah, see, I don't think what I've understood in my training with the Arcturans and the intergalactics is that everything is mathematics. It's just that the mathematics or the sacred geometric patterning is vibrating out of a field of pure love. Mm -hmm. So if you want the all that is, if you want everything, you've got to anchor in the field of pure love. And so we even use a simple code when you sit in silence that just says, I am on the inhale pure love on the exhale and there's your breakfast yeah, there's your breakfast <laughs> <laughs> i am on the inhale pure, pure love. love on the exhale i am on the inhale infinite on the exhale i am on the inhale eternal on the exhale now that's three codes that's three codes of alignment the I am pure love aligns your cellular structure to the fields of pure love. You align to conscious alignment. It's already there. We just want to align. So these are what we call the mantras of reclamation and the mantras of recognition of true nature. And as you just spend a few minutes, five minutes every day, I am pure love. I am infinite. I am eternal. These three aspects of your multidimensional nature rise and go, yes, you are. Yes, I am. And the journey of that is like, wow, 
no judgment, no anything about anything else, just a reclaiming of true, pure, vast, multidimensional nature. And as it rises and dominates the system, we become free of illusion. Free of illusion. A reclaiming, a remembering, I think that it says in the Conversation with God books, a remembering to once again yeah. become a member of the body of God and uh, yeah. live, live in the unity instead of for the duality and the separation. So getting back to your journey, you were practicing the this, the ascension journey, and then you just stopped having any physical hunger for food, like you just stopped. I mean, tell us what your journey was, the physical journey of the food just living. Well, I'd been been a a very private yogi for a long time because, you know, I was a single mom and I was a career woman. I was a computer programmer working in the normal mainstream society, making lots of money so I could put my kids through private school and achieve all the things I thought as a good single mum I could achieve, work hard. But I've been getting this push, this inner voice saying, walk away, walk away. And I was going, no, I've got children to educate. They're in their final years of school. I need the money. So I was ignoring the push from spirit. And I got that a few times in my meditations. It's time to move into something else. And it was like, I didn't know what the something else was. I wasn't interested. I was bargaining. When my children have finished school, then, and they've left, then I will dedicate my life to whatever it is this inner call was talking about. But that was me trying to implement my schedule over a predetermined plan that was part of a much bigger plan that had other components that I wasn't aware of. So there's a timing for things when they have to um, start to have the seed sown, when they're going to be part of a bigger pattern of energy. And there's a coordination in the plan, which I had no idea about. And I had no idea that this was coming. So I was in resistance until one day it all just got taken away. Everything, you know, I was somebody I really loved was killed, somebody else I really loved was taken away. I was told I had cancer, I lost my job, I lost all the money I had, and everything was like boom, 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 and it was like, okay, I'm listening. (laughs) Help, what am I meant to be doing? And then I got put in contact quite synchronistically with an ascension group. And the Ascension Group was very different from the community I'd been involved with for the previous 20 years because I'd hooked into a group from India who were very much focused on the ancient Vedas and I was deep in the study of this 5,000-year-old technology that came in through the Vedas, but that pattern was complete. So as the personal life stuff got ripped away, so did that matrix and a new one came in and said, okay, now it's time for you to vibrate into the Ascended Master Matrix. And that's what started happening. These Ascended Masters started popping into my meditation from the energy we call Sananda to Saint Germain to Francis of Assisi to Mother Mary to Babaji, like one after the other. And um, they just guided me and said, this 
ascension reality. This is the next part for you. And you're going to do, we invite you to do this particular process that was around that. And I didn't realize that it would take away all my hunger. I thought if I did this 21 day process, I would become ascended. <laughs> doesn't work like that <laughs> you know but it was what my heart was responding to and and then there was a lot of having to deal with the consequences because the consequences was that I lost all my hunger and people noticed like why aren't you eating anymore it was like well I'm not hungry I did this thing and I don't really need to eat anymore and others were involved and they were writing articles about it in papers and spiritual magazines and I'd read them and I'd go that's incomplete information we need to add more and spirit said well write write your articles write your journey write your experience which I did and that eventually became my book that was called pranic nourishment that then went all around the world with grace with magic you know Babaji set it all up to go into all his ashrams in Germany and all around the world and it ended up being the flavor of the month through the 1990s where everybody was like oh, yes it feels so right or others were going oh no she's a fraud you can't do this and yeah it was it was quite intense and very a lot of misinformation arose around that you know but i look back at it i did this in a lifetime i had in india mm -hmm. you know i'd already completed that I was involved in sending out the prayers about this when I had a life in Kathar country. I was part of the Essene community at the time of the Christ. And this was something that we practiced quite easily, you know, this continued fasting and going into higher states of consciousness by stopping the digestive process and going into silent stillness. So it, it's yeah. never one thing with anyone doing something. There's a pattern that has evolved, 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 and will blossom more and more, especially as the fields around are open to receive that blossoming. Yeah, the first time I heard about this was in Yogananda's book, uh, Autobiography yeah. of a Yogi, and there's an Indian woman and her journey. Bala. Was, what's her name? Giri, Giri Bala. Yeah. was that you <laughs> no because <not laughs> uh, I read it many years ago in my 20s and uh yeah her journey was that her mother-in-law I think she was like a 14 15 year old bride and her mother-in-law said you're too fat and if you come and live with us you'll eat me out of house and home and so she went into the temple and prayed to mm. um for to, to lose weight or prayed for something but she got this breathing process from mm from the higher self or God or whatever you want to call it. And uh, she started practicing it and never ate again from that day. And I think that um, uh, Yogananda met her when she was in her 80s and she mm. she reveled in cooking for everybody and used to make bit but never ate any food. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but it was a breathing practice for her. Was the process, the 21-day process that you were given, was probably a bit more than a breathing practice, wasn't it? Well, it was actually going into stasis, what I call stead, the light beams called stasis. And at one of uh, probably my last book, The Freedom Matrix, like I've received 42 books 
working with them that are now in 20 languages. And the last one came when the pandemic hit and I was walking along the beach in deep prayer in my heart going, oh my God, what's happening in this world? What's all this about? And I just started to tune in. I, I found myself surrounded by 70 beings of light from different star systems and they just started the process of automatic writing through me that became a book called the freedom matrix and they're talking about the revitalization of our entire energy system with source energy in other words essence some people call higher self energy or whatever but it's the flooding of the human bio system with a very pure frequency, which brings liberation and freedom. That when we take the time to go to stasis, which is silent stillness and solitude, when we do that regularly, it opens us to tap into, to become aware of another part of ourselves. And that is that already enlightened, pure and perfect ascended nature that we all have because we're all connected by the law of one. We all are connected by the law of love. We all are being formatted or kept alive by this frequency of love. And, you know, this is what's in the 99.99999% space in an atom. That's not empty space. That's the vibration of love. And in that, that vibration, like it's flowing through us all the time. It's pulsating through us all the time. And so we are all able to just go, ah, go back into it and then experience whatever it is. And Giri Bala came from a place of purity in her heart where that was revealed. Um, Pralad Yani, who has just left his body this last year, he demonstrated not taking physical food or water for over 80 years. He felt like a female. He dressed in saris. He lived in a cave. Once a year, he went down to the village in his sari, honoring the divine mother, honoring the divine feminine. And the whole villagers would come along and, oh, we love you. We're so glad you're living in, near our energy, near our, 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 our place in your cave. Because... You can do what I have done now, which is go into semi-retirement. And as the light beings say, you are always contributing to the field. And silent stasis is a wonderful way to do it because you shut up, you go beyond mind, and you just allow the pure nature to flow through you to take away your own hunger and then flow through you as waves of love and rays of light out into the surrounding field and thus you influence the field. So no matter what your pattern of energy is, whether you're out there being really active or whether you're doing more what I'm doing, which is just stepping back, having already done a lot, then you can have through silence, through stillness, through solitude, your breakfast, lunch and dinner, and also feed the surrounding fields with the fertilization, the surrounding fields need to blossom in their own way and time and experience the truth of how they are, who they are, when they're ready.
But if they're not ready, that's fine too, because duality has a wonderful purpose. It's always going to be there. It's like a donut ring of consciousness that goes through all the zones and all the star systems, but it doesn't mean we have to play there because maybe we're done. And if you're done playing in the dual natured world, maybe because of all the star seeds and the walk-ins and the you know millennials and the new ones coming in, they're going, hey, there's a different way to be. There's a different zone. When you're ready, just transcend it by changing your frequency, by stop focusing on your humanity and your human wounds and start to focus on your divinity and all it can offer you, including the ability to heal your human wounds. Yes, spontaneous healing, which was in your bio. So you say that you're semi-retired because you have had a full journey, and um, but you're in service just by transmitting this frequency into the human into the human world. Uh, you know, I had Michael Tamora's coming up in our inner sanctum this month, who's a spiritual master, also here on earth, and he died five times. When I say died, he had five near-death experiences, and when he was talking to the beings of light, they said, "You know, you've done, you're finished." You don't really you know, need to be on work for any karmic reason. Um, and he said, but how is my service best? Is it being here as a spirit guide and guiding from this dimension or embodied? And they all said um, together, you know, absolutely embodied is much more service mm -hmm. than being in yeah. spirit. So being embodied and transmitting this frequency is really the service many people are doing here on earth. You don't actually have to action anything. You can just be transmitting mm. a transmitter, like a transmitter. Mm. And how does that affect the human mind, the human ego based in duality, fear and ego? Look, we are in a very interesting time. I've had near-death experiences myself and one was last year. And um, I chose over 20 years ago, in fact, it happened on the 20th anniversary of the first time. And the first time I found myself, I just disappeared. I was just in an expanded state of consciousness. And I was sitting with my husband in a beautiful concert with sacred music and bhajans. And the frequency of the collective field was so pure with the sound because Oh, don't we love sound? Our musicians and our kirtan singers and all that just toning work. Sound is just so ah, beautiful. And I just got into a state with the light work that I do and the sound where everything just disappeared. And my husband kind of felt my body change and I just must have jolted. And he squeezed my hand and I always think everything's perfect and that was meant to be. But as he squeezed my hand, I dropped in frequency. I could feel it. It was like ratcheting down from whatever. I just ratcheted into this field of light and there were all these beings and they were just pure consciousness of light. And they said, come on. Went, what do you mean, come on? And they said, time to go. 
And I went, oh, hang on, what do you mean time to go? And they just said, you're done. You finish what you were born to do, time to go. And I just went, whoa, wait a minute, do I have to, you know? And so it's very interesting. I chose to stay for different reasons. And then last year I had a similar experience where I actually had an accident and was flying through the air and time stood still. And it was my soul was deciding, do I go, do I stay? And it decided to stay. So I'd split my head open, got it super glued together at hospital and was highly concussed. And But I was told just, just let everything go now because there's so many people rising in the world that are just doing great. You have a look, whether it's Michael Tapur or all the people you are interviewing in you. And I just look and the world is in such good hands. There's the millennials, there's the star kids, there's the firstborn starborn, which are the kids who've never had a life on earth before. And they've got all the, the templates for a new way of being. There are these kids coming in who've descended to bring in new technology. Our world is going to end up by 2050. We won't recognize this world. Yes, we've got about another 10 years of bit of chaotic merging because we're merging a new matrice with an old matrice and there's always a bit of a clash in a merge you know but um there's so much going on there's so many beautiful people doing their thing that the old guard like me have <laughs> been around for a long time we're really being asked to step it back and go deeper into the being and not the doing because it's not like we're even transmitting. We just are anchored in the zone of our choice and in the zone of our choice, which is essence, ocean, energy. You realize there's nothing to do at all because everything's already perfect. Yeah. Everything's already done. Essence, there's nothing ocean. to say. There's nothing to do. It's just you are in a state of absolute love. You know, like to, to me, that's the greatest gift that you can be in this world. And you look at humanity and every person you meet and you're just like, God, I love you. I just love you. I love you. You're just so, you're just amazing. You are me. You are my own essence vibrating in this particular form, you know, like the pinprint in it, a dress of a pattern, you know, you're, you think you're that little point of energy, but you're the whole dress as I am the whole dress. We are part of this huge pattern and we're not just vibrating through earth, we're vibrating throughout creation. We are the very essence in the fabric of creation itself. So there's nothing to do but just be. Beautiful. Essence Ocean. I love that. Essence Ocean. Uh, oh, I'm feeling the Essence Ocean now. It sort of takes your words away. You don't want to speak. <laughs> just bask. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, what, do, what do I want to ask from here? Let, let's talk about the future. You're talking about the future. The last guest I had on the show spoke about um, the event that many people have been speaking about on the internet, like that the, that because this world is transforming and the old matrice, as you say, is falling away mm -hmm. and a new template is being born for a new experience on planet Earth, how do you see that old matrix 
crumbling. Like she spoke about a solar flash, which is going to take humanity back to the stone age, which a lot of people have spoken about. What do the Mm. beings of light say to you about, about that? Mm. One of, you know, when the pandemic happened, um, they kept saying unhook from the hologram, unhook from the hologram, unhook from the hologram, unhook from the hologram of the dual natured world. But I was like everybody, it's like you're turning on the TV, you're looking at the news, you realize there's a fear-based agenda, you realize that a lot of things are rising, but when you let it go and just step back and drop into pure nature frequency where it's just now moment awareness, your awareness expands and you see a bigger picture. And what I saw very clearly, because we're all shown what we need to see according to our pattern of energy. So you weren't meant to know about people who are doing what I'm doing for all those decades because it wasn't part of your radar. Now it is. So now we got introduced. Everything happens in the right time. And so spirit for me just kept saying, the light beings kept saying, unhook from the hologram. Now, in the January, myself and many visionaries were saying something big's coming, something big's coming, something big's coming. We don't know what it is, but something big is coming that would destabilize a lot of our known reality. But what I saw is that it's the existence of something that's already been pre-embedded. It's not new. So when Earth, um, before, long before our planet was civilized in whatever way or story you believe about that, it was encoded energetically with what we call the Shambhala matrix. Now, the Shambhala matrix on a multidimensional level is what is vibrating as what we call a field of the highest potential that we can vibrate in while still maintaining solid form. Because when the frequency gets too high, the molecular structure cannot gather around the body of light anymore. And that's known as ascension. You're just vibrating too much for physical form to be able to hold a shape around you. So the Shambhala matrix is part of the matrix of the inner earth civilization. It's the remnants of Atlantis. It's the energy that the Atlantean civilization locked into. It's part of the Lemurian matrix. It's a a field that's also connected into the unified realm. So not only do we have this matrix of potential that's always been part of the earth and many people have lived it. Many people have vibrated into and anchored in and then gone about their day-to-day business in normal human reality. But not only do we have this, we have the as above, so below. So not only is the Shambhala matrix there, but we also have the matrix of the unified realms, which matches that. Now, that's all the intergalactic civilizations from not just our universe, but other universes who are vibrating in unity consciousness. Because there's other matrices that aren't in unity consciousness. So we are now getting this pull up, pull up, pull down effect that is in direct correlation to our human heart. So those hearts who are going, I am ready to really experience unconditional love, or true friendship, true tantra in my relationship, true love. I'm ready to live in unity. I'm ready to live in harmony. I'm ready to live in peace. 
that expands into a vibrational match and mix and lock into those two matrices. Then when you look at your own body of light, in, the, in part of your body of light is a personal mandala that you have above you, below you, and also in your heart. That's wired into the Shambhala matrix already. That's wired into the unified zones already because we're energy constructs. So as we hit the heart frequency, then all of this just starts to like thicken up. You could say it speeds up the merge. It speeds up the download and the upload so that then what's transmitting through you into the physical world are everything that the unified field matrix and the Shambhala matrix contains. And that then just disappears all the veils of illusion in you and around you. And you find you're on earth, but which version of earth? Because the light being said, there's a million different versions of you. There's a million different versions of earth. And it's all a vibrational, tonal construct. So whatever the sum total of your personal keynote is, is what you're going to pull out of the quantum field, out of the unified field and live in. So the bottom line is, where do you want to live? How do you want to live? Exactly. Exactly. I've got to say, the mob that I call... Um, that unified field or the ocean of knowledge or you know spirit guides I call it the mob they said the same to me but not quite like that (laughs) they just said they just said probable realities the person that was speaking on the show that's her reality that's what she'll live it's absolutely a reality that will live and that will play out in her experience but what are you choosing what are you aligning to they made yeah. it a little bit more. They dumbed it down for me, but you've kind of you've you've expanded it. You've expanded it beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Well, they once showed me an image of Jesus, and and you know what you tap into is what you need to see because all these light beings, most of them don't even have form, but they'll take a form as a holographic projection to connect to you in a way that you need to be connected with. In a way, you need to be connected. Like when I first met the Arcturian. Um, overlord you could say of the Arcturian system he presented like an old man with a white beard and wise eyes because that's how I needed to go oh I'm in the presence of a wise old being but he didn't look like that at all it doesn't have form but I remember they showed me an image of Jesus and he was walking in this field of energy and there are all these people that they must have decided he was whatever and they were mobbing him and attacking him and rah and he just what you could see like you know star trek beam me up scotty beam me down scotty he just went and then people turned around and he was walking on a hill a mile away and they went where did he go how did he do that he just vibed out of the zone and so we have the ability through our lifestyle and how we choose to spend our time to vibe in and out of different holograms of reality. So my work at the Embassy of Peace has been finding formula. So what we teach in all our online courses at the Embassy is the, the, the um, formula of doing A, B, C, D to zone change, or the formula of A, B, C, D to be source fed, or the formula of A, B, C, D to be in contact not just contact with your own pure and perfect nature, so it dominates, but contact with all the beings from the unified zone, the Shambhala matrix, because it's just formula. 
how you spend your time determines your frequency, which determines how the quantum field will respond to you and what reality you find yourself living in. Mm. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, uh, you know, like when you shift your, your formula, <laughs> your vibrational frequency, and then you hear about somebody, did they exist in the earth that you were in a few years ago? because you were different then, like, you know, like where it's, mm, it's very complicated, <laughs> you know, that what you're talking about was depicted in the movie that was made out of the book. What's the name of that book um, that went viral, that spiritual book that was an adventure story, you know, uh, Brown what was his name that Dan uh, Brown. Yeah. What was his book called anyway? And they made a movie of that book and, and, you know, like most movies, they're being chased by the bad guy and they come to yeah. a sort of a portal, mm -hmm. um, some sort of vortex portal, but they all stand in the portal and then they meditate and they shift their frequency from being chased to peace. And then when the bad guys show up, they're invisible because they're, exactly. they can't, you know, exactly. like they've, they've to the eyes of the bad guys or the military or whoever chasing them, they cannot perceive the energy, the bodies of them, but they can all see each other. So they're almost like in another dimension, but in the same space. Anyway, it was kind of depicted in that movie that what you're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. yeah. See, I remember seeing Avatar and, and going to Europe, having a tour, and it made my work so easy because I just said to people, how many of you have seen Avatar? And they all went, yay. And I said, you know, that relationship they had with their planet, mm. we can have that with Gaia. Mm. That's what we can have. When the Shambhala matrix has fully risen and begins to dominate our world, when the matrix of the unified realms and their reality dominates, what happens is we're the meat in the sandwich, so to speak, or if you're vegan, the tomato in the sandwich. You know? <laughs> and um, But we're getting heat. It's like we're in a fire. And those who can't handle the frequency, they're going to drop form. And that's we've got a mass exodus of souls right now because there's two things happening. One, many of these souls came in for a contract and they're completing their contract. Like Michael and I have been given the choice, having completed contracts, whether we want to stay or whether we want to go. Right. And that's up to us. We can stay, of course. And I think it's an incredible time for us. But we are in the heat now. And this merging of the matrices was really stepped up with the harmonic convergence in 87. It's nothing mm. new. And then you have the Mayan calendar prophecy and everything else around that. But because the heat is on, and it's going to be like this for a period of time, just because it's hot here doesn't mean we can't take time out. Like just stop watching global media for a while, for example, and drop into that. Um, in other words, choose the zone you wish to live in and anchor there. But that means being aware of how you're spending time, what you give energy to. And mm. so it's up to us, but it's getting hotter. And a lot of souls are just completing because they came in with a pattern of energy. They've now completed that pattern of energy. They will move on and they're going to go into another earth type world that is similar in its um, duality hologram because they haven't finished playing in the hologram of duality. Mm. Whereas there are many people who finish playing in the hologram of duality and will stick it out 
And most of my friends have made the contract, no matter what our age, because we're all getting older. And we've just said, hey, let's make the agreement to hang out till 2050. <laughs> really? Why not? That's the fun <laughs> times. And I'm not saying it's going to be tough up till then. I'm just saying the things that we wanted to see at the end of 2012 weren't able to be made evident for the masses until around 250 when the masses will go into more of a collective vibration of true unity consciousness on earth because earth will have shifted earth will be more in the um, unified field hologram and much less in the dual natured world because we are in my reality mm. we are doing a triple level ascension game right now so i'm an ascensionist who happened to just discover that if you hit a right frequency, you lose your human hunger and who happened to volunteer to talk more about that in this paradigm, in this life, in this time, but to do it from a futuristic science point of view. So in other words, if you spend your time in a certain way, the essence nature within you will rise and dominate your bio system and you will be free of every human hunger. And if you could imagine what a world looks like when there's no human hunger yes interesting emotional hunger you think about how many people are hungry for my soulmate my perfect oh, yeah. love that's, my this my that that's that's one of the biggest hungers outside food like the the soulmate the twin flame story you know like we it's it is still hunger isn't it it's like yeah we have to be matched with the and then they come together and they try and kill each other <laughs> everyone's well, craving that love from the lover um yeah interesting but yeah i have a friend david who is a venusian arcturian being here on earth that just emanates love but he always talks about how much he enjoys the third dimensional matrix because it's kind of like not his home like he plays in it you know he kind of enjoys it and attracts women into his life that are all in that sort of drama that drama frequency and um yeah so some of us come here to enjoy it but uh, what you're saying is that this matrix, like it's the last stand, isn't it? If you want to enjoy the third dimensional matrix, get in quick because we're shifting to a new matrix. <laughs> There's another matrix coming. But we chose to be human, you know, for all of the light beings or those of you and me who descended, extended out of the unified realms to play the game of, of being human in the dual natured world. It's like we've played a long time and it's very interesting, but we're also being invited to just love our humanity. Mm -hmm. So what if you want to take physical food, love it. So what if you want to indulge in a passionate tantric relationship, just love it. We have these bodies, you have the physical body, you have its senses, touch of smell of taste of all of that because what i've come to realize in my journey is i am already everything i ever imagined i could ever be mm -hmm. i am already my et self i am already existing in the ascended realms i am already an angel i am already angelic you can step back into that part of you that is purely angelic and go into that and say, like, oh, angels are fed by mana. 
That's what this is like. That's angels nice. from the realm of angels is music. From the realm of angels is art. I love to paint, you know. From the realm of angels is poetry. From the realm of angels is creative writing. How many on earth are tapped into the angelic realms now, mm. producing music and art that make you go, oh, how many are just exhibiting that part of their nature? How many are being the very, very yogic person in nature all around the world, meditating and exploring that? How many are exploring, I don't know, drama? intensity and oh, it's too hard here and I don't know what I'm doing on this planet and this place is crazier than ever and ah and all of all of it it's just so fascinating I just but want you to love our sorry I just want you to repeat what you said I am already all that I ever imagined myself to be is that what you said I loved it yeah, worth repeating just something like that well because the more we relax back is with the pure heart of I'm ready to experience my multidimensional self and to know the magnificence of my human design and who I really am at my core. I am open and ready to experience my already ascended enlightened nature. That stimulates the release and the rising and the revelation of that from the unified field, which is vibrating through you. The unified field isn't anything external. It's part of us. So as part of us in the 99.9% .9 space, then that is what we draw. That's what comes up. You know, we focus on what we want, not, you know, whatever. And it's like when the heart's there, not the mind, because I've met many curious people in the pranic journey and source feeding, and they want to be the first person living on prana in their country, or they're going to master this because whatever. But it's not about that. It's about absolute oh, so like the right heart mix and when you're in the heart mix and you're really really ready then it's like let me really experience this and you come to a point where you are the all that is and you are everywhere in everything so there's nothing to do and nothing to attain and everything just to enjoy and appreciate mm -hmm. so you can appreciate being human because you're a human, but you're also existing in the Arcturus system or with the light beings on Venus, but then you can just tap into that when you're done playing human. Yeah, exactly. So getting back to your journey, and you were saying that, you know, people come to you and they're like, right, I'm going to be a breath <laughs> area in the first, like living on prana, living on light person in my country. They sort of take it on like a something to achieve. And what you're saying is that it was never something that you wanted to achieve. It just naturally unfolded. It just felt, it just felt like as you started to uh, embody more of your divine nature, for better words, uh, you naturally felt like you didn't need to eat as much. And then eventually it just fell away and it just became a part of your, the way you operate and not something that you deliberately set out to achieve. And that's the sort of, third dimensional mm. matrix as well really it's like i've got to succeed i've got to achieve i've got to do that you know we set these goals goal settings mm -hmm. instead of just being and allowing what is to unfold really <laughs> yes and that i think that's very feminine and usually it's the men who have that sort of reaction the women are more fluid 
And, you know, I've just come to see if, because I, like, when I was 57, um, I just sat in meditation. I went, right, it's my birthday. What do I want to do? Well, no emails. <laughs> I'm just going to meditate for as long as I want. And I went into my little meditation room that I have in, in my mountain retreat. And I just felt to just lie down. And I just lay in that star position like kids do in the snow, you know, just ah, relaxed. And I realized I had no agenda, that it was a state of absolute surrender. There was nothing to achieve, nothing I wanted. I was just deeply, deeply grateful. So in that energy of gratitude and no agenda and absolute surrender, I just found it was like the floor opened up and it was not solid anymore. And I fell. It was like down, 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 down. And I hit an energy matrix that was like a trampoline. And when I hit this electrical energy matrix, I was revealed all the levels within my own body of light that were part of my own energetic matrix of support. And I realized we have a temple of communion, what I call the the matrix of true communion, where the beings can connect with us when we hit their frequency. I realized that we have this matrix of infinite beingness that is just so vast and so powerful and it's woven into us. I realize that we have this template of perfected health where we can recode our molecular structure to drop back into the template of perfected health and go into spontaneous healing. I realize that we had as the light body energetic structure, the template of being nourished by another frequency that was so pure that had nothing to do with this little illusion we've been fed in the dual-natured hologram. That's not what gives us life, you know? Like we can have the pranic flow or the essence source-feeding energy. We never lack any vitamin. We never lack vitamin C or things doctors say you have to take externally, you know? We don't need any protein. Everything we need is just bubbling from the very energy that is so powerful, it can birth all universes and give birth to all creation and it's in us. So why can't it give us breakfast, lunch and dinner? But the point is what I realized that it's the no agenda, absolute surrender, heart and coherence of nothing but gratitude that is an actual trigger of revelation. Love that, a trigger of revelation, gratitude. It is the no agenda. Just repeat that. It's worth repeating. No agenda. Absolute, Absolute surrender. Absolute surrender. I am. That's where you get the I am that I am. I am that I am, which means I am the isness. I am the all. I am already made perfect, pure, and whole. And so can I just identify with the I am that I am? No agenda, nothing to attain, nothing to grasp, nothing to demonstrate, no need for social media likes, no need for the validation from the external world, no need. It doesn't matter if people think you're an absolute fruit loop and crazy Jasmine and she's it's like that's just a little vibe out there somewhere, but it's not yeah. the truth of who we are. No so need the for- abs- 
sorry I was just gonna say no need for others approval yeah exactly like everyone's worried about being too woo woo and crazy and others aren't going to approve of them it's like you so so what (laughs) I don't need your approval but that's just the game of the dual natured hologram Now, if I want to play in the dual-natured hologram, it's a bit frightening, actually. And I've been spending time with a lot of millennials who've been very suicidal. So even though I'm not traveling and I am writing another book called True Love, Pure Love, that covers a lot, but I'm also meeting very spontaneously, very synchronistically in my community, spending time with people who are done They are deep in mental health issues. They are feeling very uncertain. They've been living in fear. They're feeling suicidal. I also meet people in my community who are now moment aware and just loving family and their whole lives have changed because of the pandemic. They've achieved a lot and they never meditate. They're not on a spiritual path, but there's huge revelation and waking up in people and huge questioning and what is going on in other people and do I even want to be here because it feels so foreign to the truth of their own pure nature. Mm. So our world is in a massive state of flux and so much is happening to so many, but the work and it'll settle, it'll settle, it'll settle. We're just... It's like high-speed high mixed master blend right now. <laughs> the shift has hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to stop. You know, when, you, when question, you talk about... Sorry, I, I just want to say, but the, so the question is, where do you want to play? Yeah, where do you want to play? That's all. When you, you talk, play? when you talk about the year, what did you say, 2050, and you said that a few of you mm. said, well, let's hang out till 2050. You know, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm thinking... So many people, especially in the light, you know, the light worker, the sort of conscious community talk about, just like you say, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be on this mm. prison planet. Get me off here. This isn't who I am. I'm from another planet. But I'm thinking all the work that we're doing here, uh, 20 years just goes by like that, right? Mm. Yeah. Like if you do exit the matrix and come back, like in the in the year 2050, you could be like a 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah anyway and I often think about when you talk about when you speak about your you know you're getting older uh, I hear that a lot of our generation and I think about the ETs who live for hundreds of years mm. and 50 60 70 80 years is like a teenager to them <laughs> nothing, nothing nothing yeah nothing so you know we use the code I am pure love I am infinite I am eternal when you take the code I am eternal you are reminding cellular structure of the eternal essence energy that's pulsating through the cells and you slow the, you slow the aging process right down. Mm. So I have many friends who are in their 80s and some even moving to their 90s. And, you know, my friend group is usually older women a lot of the time and older men too. And they're young. No, none of us think we're old. Like I'm, my next birthday is seven zero, but I feel like I'm 17, you know, because we live the lifestyle that keeps that essence energy more dominant and it's playful and it's joyous and it's light and it's uplifting and it's wise and it's loving. And 
So for us, we can speed up the game, but I think, and it can happen sooner than 250, but in fact, what we realize, it's happening now. Mm. Like if you vibe into the Shambhala matrix, it's already here, then you are there now. Your 250 is here now. And what happens is grace and synchronicity start to act as shields and screens. So because you're holding a certain frequency, you're going to attract people of the same frequency. And that may be just somebody walking along a beach with a magnificent dog. I love dogs. And so I'll just go, oh, yeah, what a cute dog. And then you pat the dog and the dog and you are loving each other. And then the owner loves you because you're loving the dog. And now you're in love land. Yeah, and all your ex exchange is love. You're describing and every walk I go on. I always fall in love with the dogs. <laughs> it's a big dog community where I live, and I'm always falling in love with the dogs on the street. And yeah, yeah, I'm just have, having a conversation with the dogs. But yeah, you or can you be... do it with a baby, a kid, well, the baby, you know? yeah, anyone. And so you can vibe into Loveland, triggering Loveland with your exchange with every human being is not that hard. Mm. Wow, I love your dress. Gosh, you're looking pretty today. You know, you. somebody said to me that what creates the energy of immortality to rise within you is to fall in love with something and someone every day. And now here's a married man. I said, oh, how does your wife handle that? And he goes, no, 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 I was joking. He said, you know, just I might meet somebody and I go, oh, you've got the most beautiful blue eyes and you'll fall in love with the blueness of their eyes or a smile. And he said, this giving ourselves permission to fall in love with life every day is what stimulates our own immortal nature, which is naturally love to dominate our life. Yeah. You know, as I think about this, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday about the um, the need to partner and be in love is such a third dimensional construct because when you're in mm. love every day with everything, you don't need that partner to feel love. You, you just you partner up with someone to have an experience, but it's not because you need to fall in love with somebody because you exactly. are love. You are an expression of love and you fall in love every time you experience something, the dog, the friend, the partner, the next conversation on ATP. I always say to people, they say, who's your favorite? And I said, the last person I talk to, I always fall in love with everyone I speak with. I'm just in love with what they have to say. Yeah, we can. Yeah. This, this world is, has been. So void of this thing called love that we've kind of romanticized it as romantic love and made movies about it and written books about it. But love is love. And See, love what, is about, what about falling in love with architecture in a city? Yeah. What about falling in love with the sunset? What about falling in love with the trees in the forest? What about falling in love with the way the sand feels in your feet or the water from a wave or being in a river? What about falling in love with absolutely everything and seeing creation just as magnificent and then what about falling in love with ourselves mm. you know the human self who may be aging or the human self that may be a bit crazy sometimes or the human self that some people don't like at all and others love or if you're one of those personalities because some people everyone loves and other people you're a round peg in a square hole and you're going to push people's buttons by your very presence because you weren't born to fit in. But when you can just love yourself and all aspects of yourself, regardless, that's an entry key into these beautiful new vibrational zones. 
else. It's just give yourself permission to fall in love with existence itself. And fall in love with your problems. Yeah, and it's like, because what do problems do? Like, you know, you get challenged, but it's like every challenge we go into gives us virtues and gives us wisdom. So are they really challenges or are they situations to gain virtues and wisdom? Absolutely. Sweetheart, I, I have know, to you've go. got to go. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I felt it. All right, Jasmine, it's been just sublime and beautiful speaking with you today. Thank you so much. And for people that want to, are you, you're not doing any programs or anything anymore. Uh, I have you. lots of online courses and that's wonderful. And I have lot, uh, live Zoom gatherings coming up, but in the later part of the year after June, because I'm writing this book at the moment. But go on our website. You'll find us there on jasmaheen.com. And we have many people on our source feeding course, the alchemy of source feeding course right now. And I love to think they can be doing it while I'm off painting or doing something else and gardening at the moment. I'm just loving gardening. So I'm just following the call of my heart. And that's the time for it, isn't it? For all of us to just really follow the call of our heart. And Karen, thank you for all you do. I've been watching. If you're not watching all her interviews, she's already put up on YouTube. They're brilliant. I was watching some last night. So <laughs> go and listen to everyone else. And she's been tuning into there. And I wish you all, all the love and all the best for all you're doing too. Thanks, darling. Thank you. Wow. Jasmine. Jasmine. Ah, beautiful. What an amazing conversation. <laughs> beautiful. I was, as she was speaking, I was just dropping in to that frequency that she was talking about. And it sort of takes it, wipes your mind, takes your mind away. Because you just want to be still and bask, just bask in that, what does she call it? The um, essence ocean, uh, the divine flow. Just dip your toe, immerse yourself in the essence ocean of love pure divine consciousness appreciation gratitude all that stuff it's easy to attain and yet as humans we're so tuned in to the fear-based matrix which is about worry and criticism and overcoming and succeeding and getting what we perceive we haven't got and yet all that we need is within us. Just drop in, tune out, and drop in. <laughs> oh, what did you think of that conversation? Isn't she gorgeous? Jasmine. I think I actually have heard about her because I used to run the Academy of Light showcasing new old teachers, you know, years ago. And I think I heard about her then. We might have met even then 20 or 25 years ago, but I've met many people. But it was just I, felt, I feel like I've known her forever, actually, throughout all eternity. I feel like we've known each other forever. Yeah, there was a lot more we could have discussed, but she had to go, as I was saying, uh, on the Wish Alliance yesterday. She's been involved in Queensland. She's in Queensland. They've had huge amounts of rain and flooding as, as northern New South Wales has. And Sydney, I have to say, it's a beautiful day today, but I've never seen more rain in my life than we've had this year. started around Christmas time, just before Christmas, and hasn't stopped but um, we have these little breaks in the rain where the sun comes out and today is one of them um, this week's been quite good mm. 
not too much rain, but yeah, she's got a lot of damage happening to her little retreat. And so she had to go and attend to that today. So we had to finish. Otherwise I could have talked to her, could have talked more. Amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah, I've got too much else to say. As I said to her, Michael tomorrow is coming up this weekend in the Inner Sanctum. Uh, this weekend in the States, it'll be a Monday for us in Australia, um, Monday morning and Sunday afternoon, evening in the US. Uh, it will be streaming live on my YouTube channel and Facebook pages. But if you want to meet Michael and ask him questions, I do try and cover the questions throughout all the platforms, but I do miss them. So the questions that are from the people that are participating on Zoom are usually the ones that I don't miss. Um, join us. Just go to karenswain.com slash inner sanctum and pop your email in there and I'll send you the, uh, the Zoom link so you can join us. Michael is one of my favourites. I think Jasmine's one of my favourites. After that conversation, as I said to her, people say, who's your favourite? I say, the last person I spoke to was always my favourite. And at the moment, Jasmine is one of my favourites. Yeah, amazing, amazing being here on Earth, which who has done and continues to do incredible work. We were just talking about, after I turned off the recording, the um, dark retreats, which I first heard about when I was speaking to uh, Larissa Stowe on the show recently, so Larissa is somebody I met about 20 years ago in the States and um, we caught up on the show recently to discuss her journey and her music and, you know, the beautiful energy she transmits. And I don't know if she said it on camera, off camera, but she was telling me that she's going into a dark retreat. And Jasmine was just talking about that too, which is where you spend, I think she said 10 days, nine or 10 days in complete darkness, <laughs> complete and utter darkness. And she said that they do the pranic she uses prana for food too i don't think they eat but you meditate and um, exist in complete blackout like you can't even see the hand in front of your face for a few days 10 days nine days seven days i don't know how long the dark retreats hmm. what do you think about that do you think that sounds like fun or torture <laughs> i think it kind of sounds like torture i like the light i love the sun complete darkness for 10 days Mm. like being you know you do those flotation things where you get in you float in a tank and you're in the complete darkness but it really gets you in touch with your inner world instead of being distracted by the outer world so you get it gets you in touch with what you're thinking your subconscious programming all that is going to arise some of it will torture you some of it and then once you start to acclimate to that frequency then you can i don't know you can travel through the cosmos you can Take your consciousness anywhere it wants to go. It doesn't really matter what's happening in your physical environment. You have the ability to create any frequency, any feeling you choose, regardless of the circumstances of your physical life. So I suppose the dark retreats are really training you to do that. I once heard a man who was in an Anthony Robbins course I did in 95 speak about this, and he was in a jail cell for seven years that was just a bit bigger than a coffin. He could sit up, but he couldn't stand. It's about six foot long, about three foot high. And he did that. He basically found bliss in these horrific circumstances because his consciousness could go anywhere he wanted to go. It didn't really matter about his physical circumstances. So we're so attached 
to our physical circumstances being the reason for our happiness and joy. If we're healthy, if we're thinner, if we're fatter, if we're in love, if we've got the successful job and the partner and the house and the car and all that stuff, we're so attached as humans in the third dimensional matrix to that being the reason for our happiness. And yet happiness exists outside of all of that. Joy, bliss, appreciation, love, divine love exists. Yeah, I suppose the dark retreats gets you really in touch with that as you take away all that you depend on for your happiness, including food. I actually depend on food for my happiness a lot. I love eating. I love it. Yeah, I don't think I ever eat because I'm hungry. I eat because I enjoy eating. But yeah take that away can you still be happy i don't know maybe i'll try it might go and do a dark retreat <laughs> i don't know something to contemplate something to think about anyway that was so much fun i loved that that was beautiful in love with jasmine okay so uh, i'm gonna go what's happening yes talked about michael tomorrow actually this friday i'm going to be doing it might come out before this it might come out after this because this is a pre-recorded interview uh, but I'm live streaming with Michael Nay from Beyond Being Human and a beautiful Indigenous woman called Susan Christensen, I think her last name is. And we're going to talk about the Indigenous prophecy and the Indigenous work, um, the elders, the wisdom from the elders. She's, uh, she's got a pro project where she's traveling the world, uh, talking about the, indi the Indigenous message, the prophecy, which is very much the Star Nation people because the Indigenous of our world, the original people of our world, very connected to the Star Nations because what, what did she say? Uh, they're our progenitors. They're our, they're our ancestors. They're the ones that created the forms that we're wearing now. So we're going to have a live with Michael and Susan on Friday, my Friday morning, which will be Thursday afternoon in the States. As I say, it might be, I might do that before I actually get this up and running. But it's going to be a really fascinating uh, conversation. They're making a documentary, the two of them together. So we're going to talk about that. And they're looking for some support. And I said that I'd help them by putting on this live and um, ask you all for some donations if you align with her message, their message, just to try and get some exposure to what they're doing and some financial support coming in for them. So that's coming up. That's the next thing I'm doing. Uh, and then uh, after that, I'll be um, talking with Michael in the Inner Sanctum. So lots coming up. And, and also, of course, I'm doing the Awakening Kong series conversation with Sheila Seppi, as you saw the last live I did. And I've got the Galactic Gals from Down Under coming in. I think Jen Magenta Moon's our next guest, and that'll be live streaming on my platform and Facebook as well. Uh, Jen Magenta Moon, Lou Vanstone, and uh, Rachel Byrne and Courtney Beck are the gals that I've got lined up for that. And Lou and I are actually going to be doing an event in Sydney on the 27th, Friday the 27th of May at the Leela Centre, which is in Darlinghurst near the city. She is going to be doing her crystal sound um, meditation, healing, amazing channeling that she does. And I'm going to be channeling some wisdom from the Arcturians or the mob, the... Um, the ocean of divine talking about she wants to focus on manifestation which is what i talk about talking about deliberate creation and manifestation so we're going to pair up and do that live in sydney if you're in sydney and you want to join us please do 
and uh, I'll, I'll speak more about that later, Lou, where we'll, we'll talk about that when she comes in as a guest for the Wish Alliance um, Awakening Consciousness series of conversations. All right, big love to you all. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.